the news. All right, so this is the big one. This is the the whole kit and caboodle, all, the whole shebang, all she wrote. Uh, we're gonna start with the giant pink elephant uh, sort of speak. Hello, Nerdy Legion. Uh, that's right. This is another episode of Comic Talk Today. I am your host, Dustin, as always. These are all of the headlines that are worth talking about. But first, uh, we have some housekeeping to get out of the way. So those of you on the syndicated platforms, i.e. Nerdy Legion and or uh, Big Show Entertainment Network and so on and so forth, you will notice that we did not do an upload for the live episode this week. There was a weird audio glitch that I didn't catch until after the fact. So it would kind of be less than ideal. Honestly, uh, I'm, I'm very potentially going to be removing it from, uh, the, the main channel on the YouTube. So yeah, it, it was just not pretty. <laughs> and I think I know what the problem is. I just have to kind of squirrel it away, but we are not going to be doing a live episode this week. So I'll have a week to figure it out just in case I don't know exactly what it is. All of that being said, I do believe that is all we have in housekeeping. So let's get into the actual news, shall we? Episodic content, we got shows, we got shows, we got streaming and television and things. Uh, so first up, we have some follow-ups. Uh, we have one follow-up on Invincible, a casting announcement. It is official that Jeffrey Dean Morgan has been cast to do a voice in season two for Invincible. That's right, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is doing so many comic book things these days. It's kind of awesome. I love it, I'm here for it continue, please, Mr. Dean Morgan. According to the social media post, very possibly this could bleed into the third season as well, but that's kind of speculation. We don't want to get into that territory. We're just here for the follow-ups. So moving along next, we have The Last of Us. Season two is officially going to happen. Uh, I heard conversation, or read rather, conversation with the creator talking about what they could, they potentially would be doing with season season two, it sounds like the very likely possibility is they're going to be telling the game, or the story rather, from the second game in season two, but not just that, sounds like they might be splitting that story between season two and season three. So a little divisive considering how well the, the second game played out with the community, but I don't know, could be awesome. It's so far season one's great, so uh, yeah, let's 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 um, do that. <laughs> uh, so next up, we have Superman and Lois. We talked about this also in the streaming episode, the live episode this last week, uh, because it was uncertain where Superman and Lois was going to land. But we got some information from James Gunn, which we're going to cover in much more detail in the movie section. So stick around for that. But. Uh, so Superman and Lois is going to continue for approximately one to two more seasons, at least as it stands right now. If the ratings continue to stay solid and healthy, that very potentially could change. If they get better, that probably is more likely that they will stick around longer than just two more seasons. Uh, if they get worse, then you know he does not care about axing things, though it should be noted that that very potentially means that Superman and Lois is going to be labeled as an Elseworlds uh, uh, story in the continuity, but 
it kind of already is that, so no real harm, no foul, right? Uh, moving right along, we have King of the Hill. We've been keeping active tabs on this one. It's been kind of dormant for some time because they've been shopping it around seemingly, and uh, it went to where we figured it was going to go. It's going to Hulu. Uh, the new season of King of the Hill is going to Hulu, uh, returning for their roles from the original series as production is Mike Judge and Greg Daniels. They're both going to be show running the thing. Uh, so we have Stephen Root is returning as Bill, Pamela Adlin as Bobby Hill, Johnny Hardwick as Dale, uh, Lauren Tom as Min, and uh, Mike Judge will be back to voice Hank. Uh, because of course he is. So yeah, sounds like pretty much everybody's returning to their roles, though notably absent, uh, unless I totally skipped over it in my notes. But yeah, notice noticeably absent is Peggy Hill. So maybe Peggy's not going to be back for this reboot season. Very interesting, but it's so far, uh, Hulu has not done terribly with this kind of stuff. See Animaniacs, two seasons there. That Animaniac show was pretty great. Uh, it might have been a little short, but still, I dug, I dug it. So I haven't made my way through season two, but season one was fantastic. Was exactly what I wanted it to be as an adult, kind of going back to that time of my childhood. So hopefully this will do the same. Next on our uh, follow-up section, we have HBO Max. Uh, this is actually HBO Max adjacent more because HBO Max with the merger, the Warner Brothers Discovery merger, all of the craziness going on there. Some of the license agreements were not renewed with the merger, so they had to get rid of some stuff, notably Looney Tunes, notably uh, uh, the Flintstones, and they've also canceled some shows in that vein. We're looking at you, Westworld. Uh, so, and very, very recently, all of this stuff has been pulled down from HBO Max because they're gearing up for the merger with the Discovery Plus streaming platform. All of that is to say it was kind of up in the air where all of this content was going to land and how, if at all, was anybody going to be able to digest it after the fact? After it's been canceled, after it's been pulled, does that mean it just doesn't exist? Well, no, because Roku and Tubi have swept in and said, hey, we can put it on our platform and we can pay the bills because we have ads. Ad-supported Roku and Tubi is where you're going to be able to see, from the sounds of it, everything that has been pulled off of HBO Max because of this merger situation will find its way over to one or both of those platforms. So that's pretty awesome. Going from follow-ups, we now have trailers. We only have really one trailer to talk about. Picard season three dropped a new trailer. Uh, this one, super divisive because it's Picard, but I dug Picard up to this point. So I want to see where it's going and how it ends. This is how it ends. Season three, this trailer definitely has me hype for it. It's still, it's definitely not last uh, next generation. It's definitely not Deep Space Nine. It's it's not that quality, but it's still pretty good, man. So yeah, I'm on board. Let's see where this one goes. Uh, you can follow the link in the description if you have yet to see the trailer and you're interested. Uh, so now let's get into regular ass news. We've got. Uh, we're gonna start regular ass news on a 
very downbeat. Original actress who played Wednesday in the 1964 Adams Family series, uh, Lisa Loring, has passed at the age of 64. It, is, it sounds like approximately a week ago, she had a stroke which put left her in a coma, and just a couple of days ago, her family decided that they were going to take her off life support, and uh, just sucks. It's a pretty young life to be lost, but she's already left such an incredible impact on nerd culture, pop culture as a whole. Uh, we're just going to take a real quick moment and remember Lisa. Okay, coming out of that. I don't like to end on these things, so we got to put it right at the beginning of the regular old news. Next is a little bit of a brighter note, depending on, you know, your point of view, but Tomb Raider is now going to become a series over on Amazon Prime. And the thing that could very well be the most divisive part of this is who they're putting in charge of the writing staff. That is Phoebe Waller-Bridge is going to be in charge of writing, uh, is going to be the head writer on the project. They made it sound like in some of the, in some of the outlets, some of the press releases, made it sound like she was going to be the only writer, but that's not really how TV or streaming shows work. So the head writer sounds a lot more appropriate. So that's what we're saying. She's going to be the head writer, uh, though it does very distinctively say that there has not been discussion of her playing Lara Croft for the series, though also very notably, they didn't rule that part out either. So could be okay, because she's a pretty good writer. She's a comedy writer, so that's weird. But either way, she's pretty good. Uh, if she ends up playing Laura Croft, this show will tank. I'm just going to say that right now. This show's not going to do well if that's what happens. But we'll see. We'll keep tabs on it. Let's move to our final piece of news here in the episodic content section, and that is Titmouse Incorporated, the people who are in charge of many of your favorite Adult Swim cartoons. Very specifically, I'm thinking of uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I didn't write any of the, them in the notes because, again, I take amazing notes. <laughs> but they just announced that they are uh, producing two brand new shows for different platforms, not for Adult Swim, but uh, we have Frog and Toad, the classic tale of Frog and Toad is being serialized and being put out on Apple TV Plus by Titmouse Incorporated. And for all of you Critical Role fans out there, Critical Role just signed a uh, an exclusive first look deal with Amazon Prime and their, uh, their, their what's the name of the damn campaign? Um, um, Mighty Nine. There we go. The Mighty Nine, their second campaign, is getting turned into a live action series on Amazon Prime. So again, all of you Critical Role fans out there, you should be super stoked about this because not only are the folks from Critical Role in charge of this, but the production company that's going to give it to Amazon is Titmouse and they do fantastic work. So yeah, super excited about all of that. Which only leaves us one spot and that is Adam's Family is our suggestion for this week here in Episodic Content. Adam's Family, the original 64 series, you can find it over on Pluto TV. It's a free streamer, so you got to put up with ads, but it's totally worth it because there's a whole channel 
for the Adams Family. So go check out the Adams Family in honor of Lisa Fleming this week for your suggestion. That leaves us with movies to talk about before we hit up the rumor mill. In movies, we have one big follow-up that's kind of strange. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie with this one. Uh, so Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, that's right, the horror movie based on the character of Winnie the Pooh and Piglet to some degree and all of the other friends from the Hundred Acre Wood, uh, they're coming back for another horror movie installment. That's right, Blood and Honey is getting a sequel and that's even before the first movie is released at all. So apparently, the production people, the people behind this movie are seeing all of this hype and just not wanting to let it fade, not wanting to let it die at all. And so they're jumping and hitting while the iron is hot, if you will, and probably good on them for doing it because, you know, get in, get yours, get out. Uh, I, uh, that also is very interesting because does that mean they don't really believe that the first movie is going to make them as much money once people, you know, word of mouth starts getting around that it's, you know, it's worth watching or not worth watching, rather? Uh, very interesting, very weird. Don't know what to make of this, but that's what we got for follow-up. So let's get into uh, trailers. We got two trailers this week. First trailer is uh, Super Mario, the new Super Mario trailer. This time we get to see a little more of the power-up action as well as Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong voice, which is just Seth Rogen talking into a microphone. Kind of like Mario is just Chris Pratt talking into a microphone, not really doing an, a Mario impersonation. That's kind of what we got Rogen doing for Donkey Kong, but still, Mario, big screen. Uh, the movie comes out April 7th, just in case you didn't remember. Uh, that is our first one. Our second one is The Boogeyman, Stephen King new adaptation. This one looks like it might actually be a little creepy. I'm not a fan of Stephen King movies by and large. I'm definitely not a fan of Stephen King books. I just think the man is way too verbose for no freaking reason. Uh, but again, this one looks like it might be a little little legitimately creepy. June 2nd is the release date. Once again, links in the description if you want to go check out these trailers. That's what we got for trailers, so let's get into the news. All right, so this is the big one. This is the the whole kit and caboodle, all, the whole shebang, all she wrote. Uh, we're going to start with the giant pink elephant uh, sort of speak. James Gunn. <laughs> James Gunn has uh, let us know the first half roughly of the first chapter of what is going to become the DCU. Uh, the, the eight to 10 year plan, as he keeps referring to it, is going to be broken into chapters. First chapter, he is named Gods and Monsters. Uh, and we got the first little bit of that. So uh, of note, before we get into those details, he does say very specifically that uh, anything that is not directly DCU, i.e. the Batman, uh, Joker, Teen Titans Go, that kind of stuff, potentially Superman and Lois, all of these things are going to be labeled as DC Elseworlds. They're going to be allowed to thrive and flourish if the audiences want them, which is why we're getting the Penguin series, which is why we're getting the Gotham PD series, which is why they're making a second Joker movie, etc., etc. Uh, so they are going to allow for this, but it is going to be clearly labeled, this is separate 
from the rest of the DC universe. So hopefully that does us pretty well. Starting off the six minute video, this was a very information packed six minutes, uh, but starting off the six minute video, he started with Shazam after he made the Elseworlds thing very clear. Shazam uh, very possibly is going to be sticking around, though it is noteworthy that the release date of Shazam is before The Flash. And he says very, very explicitly that The Flash is going to be changing everything. So that could be his out with Zachary Levi and Shazam. We will get into the rumors surrounding such things in the rumor mill, but the vocabulary he used was very positive on the Shazam movie. So we potentially could see something resembling a third Shazam movie, though I would honestly be kind of surprised if we went past a third Shazam movie. Uh, then we also have, again, The Flash is officially resetting the entire DC universe. Blue Beetle coming along shortly thereafter is safe. It sounds like he does want to continue with the character of Blue Beetle into the DCU process. So that's pretty freaking awesome. Uh, the first new project, the first project that he has his hands directly on that is setting up this, this giant thing is uh, the, the, the first new project of chapter one, I guess it should say specifically, is an animated series called Creature Commandos, which looks interesting. Never read any of the comics that are associated here. Uh, this is going to be the first example of something he also mentions in the video, and that is that the actors that play the characters in live action, he's going to try if at all possible, to keep those actors as the voices when those characters switch from live action to animated and vice versa. So they're going to be finding voice actors who can also act on the screen. Some of these projects probably won't leave animation. Some of these projects probably won't leave uh, television or streaming episodic content. Very few of the movies very probably will get spun into series, but the tentpole projects, i.e. Superman, Batman, etc., are going to very likely span the gamut. We're going to see movies play into games, play into animation, play into TV, so, or episodic. So that, that he made rather clear too, which I thought was a very, very classy move on, on his part. The next project on the slate is Waller. So officially this is, uh, let's see, let's count them down. We got Shazam, we got The Flash, we got Blue Beetle, Creature Commandos. Next up is Waller. This is going to be a live action series. Think of this as uh, the, the, the Suicide Squad season three, <laughs> something along those, Peacemaker season two. It's going to be happening between Peacemaker season one and two, but it is going to play into directly into that storyline that's taking place. Uh, it is going to be Viola Davis playing Amanda Waller still, so that's one holdover hold from the previous uh, iterations of this DC universe. It is going to be based on the Crystal Henry and Jeremy Carver story. So next, from there, we're going to Superman Legacy. It's going to be a live-action movie, obviously, uh, with a set release date because the script is already apparently written by James Gunn himself, and that is July 11th of 2020. 
25, so he's going for the 4th of July feel, truth, justice, in the American way. That was said, not in the video, but in the press event that they had surrounding this video. That was very, that was said very specifically. So he looks like he's definitely sticking to this. Uh, next, we have a TV show, live action TV show called Lanterns. It's going to be centered around the characters of Hal Jordan and uh, John Stewart. They're going to be kind of like true detective is how he described it, but it's intergalactic cops instead of cops from, you know, the South. <laughs> so very interesting uh, uh, parallel to draw there. Next project is called The Authority. It is based on the Wildstorm characters. They are officially bringing Wildstorm characters into the DCU. This is when it happens. Uh, very potentially awesome. I've heard nothing but good things about the Wild Cards, or the Wildstorm characters, rather. Wildcards is a whole different thing. <laughs> Wildstorm characters, I've never heard, uh, I haven't really heard much much bad about them, so I've never read the books though, so I'm gonna take your word for it. Uh, Wildstorm again, uh, now part of the DCU. Paradise Lost is the next one. This is a movie. Uh, this is going to be a story about the origins of Wonder Woman. This one I'm reading between the lines a little bit because he said explicitly it's going to be about Paradise Island. Paradise Island, commonly referred to as Themyscira, is the birthplace of Wonder Woman, so the illusion there is that there's going to be some sort of Wonder Woman origin or something along those lines. Could be awesome, could be weird. Depends on what happens with Gal Gadot. As of, again, the press event around the release of this video, very explicitly the only people he has said that are not a part of the DCU for sure going forward are Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. Superman and Batman are both getting recast. He left the door open for Gal Gadot and very explicitly left out mentioning Zachary Levi as Shazam and strangely left out mentioning The Rock as Black Adam, but... We, uh, we've already had that conversation. All right, so let's pick up. All right, I lost my place in the notes. There we go. Uh, 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 the the Mascara, the Paradise Island show is going to be like Game of Thrones somehow, which is uh, probably a little bit of a stretch, a little, you know, a little, little bit much. <laughs> uh, so next is Brave and the Bold. This one is the spot where I stopped and went, whoa, that is an interesting way to go about this. So The Brave and The Bold is going to be a live-action Batman movie, which we already have a Brave and Bold series, animated series, so is that meant to imply something resembling the animated series? I would say no, because it is going to be based on the Grant Morrison Batman run, which introduces Damian Wayne, the son of Bruce Wayne, who is... Definitely the antithesis to anything that happened in that Brave and Bold cartoon. Oh boy, would that be weird. Um, but still, I dig the Damian Wayne situation. And now there's the, all people speculating that they, they're, they're, they're going to do Nightwing to some degree in this movie. None of that has been mentioned explicitly by James Gunn. So that's not even rumor. That's just people speculating. Uh, but yeah, very interesting take on, on very inter interesting direction to go because Grant Morrison's work compared to the rest of the work that they're using for the genesis of all of this stuff is a very, 
very unique take on on the comic book world. We'll just say it that way. Uh, allusions to the Bat family were also made when talking about the uh, the the Batman movie. So this is going to be, I believe, the the exact words were the, an introduction to the Bat family. So we're going to get much more of what we. Uh, that's where the speculation is coming from, I guess I should say. Uh, from there, we went to Booster Gold. This is a Booster Gold series. Uh, pretty self-explanatory. Everybody knows who Booster is at this point, right? Uh, Woman of Tomorrow. This is going to be a Supergirl movie based on the Tom King run in the comic books by the same name. It's going to be a science fiction epic is how it was described by James Gunn. Uh, Swamp Thing is going to be a film as well, which is fantastic because that's great. Also, Grant Morrison, I don't know if you know this, did an amazing Swamp Thing run. So if he's pulling from Grant Morrison for Batman, very probably he'll be pulling from Grant Morrison for Swamp Thing. He did refer to it as a very dark horror story, which is great, <laughs> which is kind of how you got to do that. Uh, but it is still going to be related to everything else in the DCU. Uh, he ended the video by saying storytelling is every, <laughs> sorry, storytelling is always king is, is his exact quote. They're going to be putting storytelling above everything else, which is how it should be done. If you want to signal some virtue, try and do it in an entertaining way and nobody's really going to care that much. And that's the thing that James Gunn has taught us. Uh, something also noteworthy uh, is the ratings of these movies as they're going forward. He has not ruled out the possibility of R-rated movies in his DCU. He said that they're going to take it on a movie-by-movie -movie basis, though they do know that they want to do things like Batman and Superman as close to PG or PG-13 kind of in reverse, <laughs> uh, as possible. You know, Superman, you want to do something where everyone can see it. Batman's a little bit of a darker character, so maybe that's your PG-13 superhero. But everything else, he said, we do it on a case-by-case -case basis. So very interesting going forward. Very decidedly uh, trying to one-up Marvel in its integration, at the very least. So... High hopes, but expectations are low, I guess is kind of where we're at with this one. That's what we got from that. And then we have a, a one more announcement. Bad Boys 4 is going to be a thing. I don't know. We had to. It's news. I had to get the James Gunn stuff out the way, man. So... Will Smith, Martin Lawrence are going to be returning as well as directors Adil El Arbi and Bailal Fala uh, going to be making their way back into the director chairs, if you will. Uh, that is everything for the movie section. I know it's a lot, but we do have a suggestion to get out of the way. So movie suggestion, uh, Dune on HBO Max. Go watch it. It's coming out the end of this year, I know. But if you watch the movie and then go read the book, maybe you'll be done just in time for Doom Part 2, and then you'll know what to expect and see just how fantastic Denis Villeneuve really is with the adaptation of this. But yeah, beautiful movie in so many regards. Go watch Dune Part 1 on HBO Max. Which then brings us to the rumor mill. That's right, nerds. All right, so we have confirmations and refutations. This is a... Uh, not technically either confirmation or refutation, but it is... 
direct from the horse's mouth. So we're going to try and break this down a little bit. So during, again, we're talking DC, we're talking Lobo, we're talking very specifically the press event around the release of the James Gunn video on YouTube earlier today as I'm filming. Uh, Lobo is... They didn't. They didn't say specifically that Lobo is going to be part of the uh, the 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 plan moving forward. They did, however, say very explicitly. Uh, Peter Saffron himself said very explicitly that Jason Momoa will not be playing two separate characters in the DCU. He very potentially could switch characters at some point, at which point they would recast Aquaman. But as of now, he is only playing Aquaman. Peter Safran said uh, in one breath, he said that Momoa originally wanted to do a trilogy with the Aquaman stuff. So we could very well see that trilogy come to fruition. But then he also said we will just have to uh, play it by ear or something along those lines once Aquaman 2 comes out. So Momoa could be doing Lobo. But if he does, that means he's not Aquaman. He did say that nobody's taken Aquaman from him. So what the hell is going on? Uh, still a lot of speculation around this, but I just thought it was uh, something that needed to be discussed. So let's talk about that down in the comments on the socials or wherever you got to interact with the show. All right, so let's talk new sources for old rumors. First up, we have, again, this one honestly is both a new rumor and an old rumor because it's new it's it's new because of new reasons but it's been something that we've been talking about for some time since uh Gunn and Safran took over DC and that is Shazam Zachary Levi a uh, new source is saying that Zachary Levi will be playing Captain Marvel no more uh this decision apparently came down before he made those comments about Pfizer on his Twitter account so uh, I don't know. This it, it's it, it's it's <sighs> it sounds like this is going to be another situation potentially where James Gunn said we just didn't renew the contract. It's not that we fired the guy. It's just that we wanted to do something that he you know couldn't be a part of. So we just didn't bring him back for something new. I think there is still a contract here, so I think this could be very wrong. But there's plenty of evidence on both sides. So we're going. 50% for this Shazam rumor. Next is a uh, re... <laughs> Man, <laughs> more Halo rumors on the video game side of things. Uh, so Bloomberg is getting in on the action now, saying that Halo is, in fact, going to be switching from their uh, house-built Slipspace engine, the gaming engine that built Halo Infinite, and they're going to be switching over to uh, the Unreal Engine 5 because, I mean, they just lost a fair portion of their workforce over there. So if you're going to be working with a bare bones crew, you're going to want to do it with something that's super easy and not super something super convoluted and difficult to work with. So that kind of makes sense. But also, uh, also, all of the things that we've been getting from 343 and from Microsoft, very specifically about Halo, say that they're going to do their thing their way in not so many words. So I don't know. This one, 
slightly more probable, but I just, I can't go super high with it. So we're going 65% likely with this Halo stuff. Uh, next, we have more freaking Ryan Gosling rumors to do with Fantastic Four. So Fantastic Four, for those that don't know, uh, Ryan Gosling has now been rumored for just about everyone on the team. Uh, this new rumor says that no, he's not going to be anyone in the Fantastic Four. He's going to be the Silver Surfer who is going to come out in the Fantastic Four. Uh, it's, yeah. Sure. The rumor goes on to say that Adam Driver is being thought of for Doctor Doom. Though this definitely, all of this flies in the face of other leakers or insiders, if you will, uh, who are saying that Ryan Gosling has nothing to do with this and other ones still who say Adam Driver has nothing to do with this project. So, ah, uh, man, there is way too much going back and forth on this. Uh, and then the rumors even go on to say that the reason why Ryan Gosling is not going to be a member of the Fantastic Four, the first family of comics, if you will, is because the uh, Kevin Feige wants to um, make them all people of color. So that all seems potentially likely, man. We're going to say 50% just because there's so much stuff out there right now. We can't say for sure one way or the next. Our final news source for rumors is Elden Ring. That's right. We've talked about this before. We're probably going to talk about it a few more times, assuming other uh, insiders or whatnot get in on the action. But we have more rumors saying that we are going to be seeing a DLC for Elden Ring sometime this year. Uh, likelihood for this one, I'm going to put this one a little lower just because these rumors are so stale at this point. 40% likely that that is the case. So let's get into brand new rumors, shall we? In the new rumors, we have uh, a rumor around Queen's Gambit, the series that kind of took everyone by storm a couple years ago. Queen's Gambit starring Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh, it's Anya Taylor-Joy took to Twitter and said, Queen's Gambit 2, that's it, that's all the tweet said, and so now everybody's saying, well now, well, of course they're making Queen's Gambit 2. This is not a confirmation that such a thing is happening. Actors involved with a project generally don't have any say into, as to whether or not the project is actually happening. This could be her gauging, you know, fan re response to such an idea. This could be a, a number of different things. I. I tend to believe that, yes, this is probably her gauging fan response, but as a, 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 a limb associated with Netflix. So we're going to say about 75% like that there is going to be a second season of Queen's Gambit. Uh, next is a techie rumor, and this one, there's hard, hard evidence to believe. NVIDIA, their next uh, RTX 4090 card, the 4090 Ti, is likely going to be a quad slot design. That's one big monkey. <laughs> it's going to be huge. Uh, like I said, there is uh, hard evidence that this is the case. There are physical uh, pictures of the thing, though they could still be faked, so we can't go 100%. No rumor is ever 100% true, so we're going 90% with this one because... Yeah, that just seems to be the way NVIDIA's rolling with things these days. Uh, next, we have Mike Flanagan and The Dark Tower. We have a new rumor with this one. This specifically new because Pedro Pascal is the new person that they're rumor rumoring to play. I honestly can't remember the name of the main character, but the main character in The Dark Tower series that we know that he, Flanagan's going to be doing over on uh, Amazon Prime. 
Uh, he's been taking pictures, he's been hanging out with, with Pedro Pascal very recently, so I can understand where that's coming from. I also think it very much lends one to believe such things. So we're going to put this at 70% likely that that is going to be the outcome, but it's only 70% and not any higher than that because Pedro Pascal is a busy dude. Can he really handle to do another AAA series on a streamer? Is that within his realm of capability. I don't know. I honestly, that's a hopeful 70%. That's, uh, I'm kind of uncomfortable with it being that high. So we're gonna leave it there though and move right along. We have another tech rumor. This one is iPad. There is apparently a foldable iPad making the rounds. So far, I've only seen uh, artists' renderings of such things, but Apple is in direct competition with Samsung. Samsung has had folding tablets for some time. So it's only logical that Apple would want to do it as well. However, because of the source, because of the lack of any hard evidence, we're only going to be putting this at about 80% likelihood, though it's still pretty damn likely. Uh, next up, we have uh, an another play on the Last of Us situation. Red Dead Redemption is rumored to be the next HBO and PlayStation Studios project. Red Dead Redemption uh, came out on the original Xbox and PlayStation 2, if I remember remember correctly. The beginning of that franchise is that old. Comes from the popularity of Grand Theft Auto, uh, which, which Grand Theft Auto was right before it. I think it was Vice City that was right before uh, Red Dead Redemption. So our Red Dead Revolver, I think, was the first one, actually. Either way, <laughs> it's the same same world, same uh, game series. They just changed up the, the title there briefly. Um, this would make a lot of sense. They have struck gold with this combination of HBO and PlayStation Studios. So yes, I think that there's a very strong possibility. Not a very strong leaker, not a very strong source for this rumor. So we can't go super high, but we are going 65% probable that this is going to be a thing. Then let's talk about Super Mario Sluggers, or Mario Super Sluggers, however you want to say that. Uh, a, a franchise that has been dormant in the Mario oeuvre, umbrella, whatever, uh, since 2008. The last iteration of this franchise came out on the Wii. There's a new rumor that says we're going to be seeing Super Sluggers sometime this year, at least announced in a Nintendo Direct. Makes sense. It's an old property uh, that they, they are, you know, trying to make as much money as possible. I believe it did fairly well on the Wii, so it's kind of due. We're going to say about 75% likely for this rumor. And that, Nerdy Legion, is where we have to call it an episode. So, thank you very much for sticking around. If you want more nerd news and comic culture and comics and all of the comic book-related stuff, then go check out nerdylegion.com, just in case that's not where you found this podcast already. Uh, you can see all of the other pod podcasts and, and, and shows and stuff that we have on comic culture up there, again, at nerdylegion.com. Or if you want to go deeper into the nerd news, just get more generally nerdy with me, you can go check out Generally Nerdy on YouTube or Rumble or on any of the social medias. Just look for the Nerdy Ninja. That's the place to be. Uh, thank you very much, nerds. We will see you next time.